Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to a special holiday edition of Wings, Beers, and Tears. This is episode 32 of your favorite DMV sports podcast. We are coming to you live December 26th. So if you're in the UK or Canada, it's Boxing Day, right? And if... And if you're in the U.S., it's December 26th, uh, the day after Christmas. So welcome to all you sports fans out there. Uh, I am Todd, joined as always by Jeremy. Yo. How are you, sir? Very well. Nice Thank holiday? You. Awesome. Excellent. Good to see you, boys. And Jerry, how are you? I'm okay. A little bit under the weather. Uh, but, uh, tis but the season. I tis think I'm going to be able to make it. I didn't how do you stay today. healthy when it's 60 degrees during the day and 25 at night? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't get uh, that. Holly had like... On Sunday, had these chills, and she stayed, you know, sleeping all day. And I, st- I took a nap yesterday during Christmas after presents and before dinner, and I never nap. So I knew something was coming. Dude, naps fucking rule. I know. I don't care what you say. Naps so are anyway, awesome. I, I worked from home today, and uh, just go ahead and spill that everywhere, Todd. Jesus, Jesus Christ. I'm <laughs> spilling everywhere. It's a fucking <laughs> Christmas miracle. So, yeah, but we're ready to talk some sports. Beer tears. It's all good. That's what we're all about. Good God, I'm a a fucking disaster. Jesus wept. Thank you, sir. Shortest verse in the Bible, and also (laughs) applies to Todd pouring beer. Yeah, no kidding. Good Lord, that was terrible. Uh, Thank you to our producer, Andrea. (laughs) Yeah, thank God. Thank God somebody else is here to clean up after us. We we, we need a bib as we drink our beers this evening. I'm a little disappointed in Todd there. I I, I trust in his skills, but... I'd like you to try this one, Jeremy. It's got a fucking hole in the can, I swear to God. Well, that's where the beer came from. So, in any event, we are going to start our DMV sports talk with our favorite, the Washington Capitals. So, our Caps uh, went out a little bit with a whimper the other night against the uh, uh, Boston Bruins. <clears throat> but I must say, it was coming in due time. And Sorry, by the way, yeah, Jeremy made a perfect uh, pour. Until then. Yeah. Until the until the handoff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it's a disaster in here. Uh, Wings, Beers, and Tears Studios have never looked so rough shot. Well, we should be hammered if we're acting like this. We're not, but... Oh, eh, Jesus know, Christ. Fun. So anyway, so our Caps had, had a little bit of a rough go the other night, but I must say it was, it was uh, due to happen. Prior to um, Monday's game against the Bruins, the Caps were 16-1 and in their previous 17 matchups with one of the preeminent top dogs in the NHL. You knew something was going to give. And unfortunately, the other night, pretty much every bounce went against us, as happens every once in a while in hockey. Uh, couldn't get a save when we needed it from Holpe there in the first. Found ourselves down 4 nothing. Proceeded to lose 7-3 to with two goals being an empty netter. So just a weird, odd, eh, you, blah Andrew. game. Yeah. You know? But again, disinterested. Yeah, disinterested. Um, thing was, for the better part of the first period, I thought we carried the play, and then the second we had a mistake or something went against us, Boston scored. Right. It wasn't even like, oh, Boston has the power play. No, no, no. It's a goal for Boston. So, again, that happens sometimes in hockey. Um, I'm not terribly worried about it. However, as we've talked about, the league right now is so even. There's so many ups and downs and big comebacks and everything else. The Caps are due for a bit of a correction. Uh, they are they are at the top of the table. They're they're playing great hockey, but they are going to lose some games that they have found a way to grind out early in the season. So the question is, does that help them? You know, kind of reassemble, get themselves together, come closer to playoff time, or is that a sign of looking around, looking around the room, going, "Hey, what's happening? We were winning these games in October and November, and now we're not." Um, 
yet to be determined. I think the next four games are pretty important, honestly. I, mean, I, they I agree need, with you. They need to get off to Schneid against Columbus. I, I think that's important because they've you know they they they've lost six out of seven against Columbus. I think and, Columbus just you know they don't have a lot of talent, so they grind it out more, and the Caps mm-hmm. aren't willing to put the effort in to do it. And Torts is I love Torts, but I mean their next their next four games are Columbus, Carolina, the Islanders, and then Carolina. So mm-hmm. those, you can you can make great strides of separation. I mean you could really. Uh, throat punch your division in the next four games, or you can make it tighter. I think it's a. I think the next four are pretty important for them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna totally cop out real quick before Jeremy chimes in. I think it's more important in terms of how we play. If we're carrying the play in those games, I honestly don't give a shit what the results are. We've gotten results. We have like 26 wins right now. That's ridiculous. 26 and 7. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's absurd. So if we drop a couple games just because of puck luck or because something goes against us, I'm not really going to be that concerned. We need to outchance the opponent. We need to tilt the ice in our favor. And we need to play with good pace. And if we do those three things and we finish up, you know, 2 1 and 1 over the next four, I'm perfectly fine with that. I think they need to go 2 0 oh, and 1 or 3 and 0 oh, the next three just to set. You know, set the trend. Let yeah. let, the, let let your main competition know that they. And, that and I agree is. with you. I just hope we do it kind of the right way. Like I hope we go out and impose our will and kind right. of dominate a little bit and play well. That's going to make me feel good. Um, if we, you know, if we drop a couple lackluster games here in the next four, I'm going to kind of be with you. I don't want to be the president's trophy winner, but at the same time, I don't want to be playing shitty hockey. You know two out of every three games or one out of every three games. Whatever it is about Columbus and Carolina, they have our number. They, they do. They, they can play like shit for three straight games and then play the Caps and be in it and control most of the game. But I Absolutely. think you're right. I think I'd like to see the Caps control. and um, But, you know, something about Columbus, man, they just may have our number. They do. They do. No, they're and they get up for games like this. I mean, they're not going to be a playoff team. And if they do make the playoffs, it's going to be one of those epic runs. Um, So for us, you know, it's kind of a no win. We we go out, we beat Columbus. They're like, oh, they suck. We go out, we lose. They're like, oh, Columbus has your number. So actually, I I think the opposite. I think this is these four games. If they can come out and go four and zero or three zero and one or something like that, they sort of set the trend. You know, because. You're in the doldrums of the of the year now, but if you can get motivated and set the trend for, especially the Islanders, saying, "Hey, man, this is our division, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys are playing for second. right? Um, but I don't know if the guys on our team have that sort of killer instinct in December. They probably don't. You've made the point before, and I think you're right. December, January, right now, you're probably not going to see the best Capitals hockey. You know, the makeup of the team, it's too veteran laden. They understand what's, you know, what's at stake in February and March. They're not that concerned right now. I mean, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up, Jeremy. Well, you guys are so smart. I figured I'd let you go. <laughs> I heard, I thought he so, so, Jeremy, <laughs> so, Jeremy, Jerry and I have sat here and, and gone on and on about the caps here for the last three minutes. Does it really matter what the fuck happens right now? Or. Yeah. I mean, this is the whole, I don't know if we talked about it last time, this is the whole deal where the Caps are not going to prepare one game for Columbus. They're just not going to do that. Right. If it's a playoff series, different story. Torts is preparing for the Caps because they're probably not going to make the playoffs like you just said. Mm-hmm. This is These are their playoff games. This is how they 
can say, hey, we are a good team. And they are. They're not bad. They're just missing some pieces. They got a lot of injuries, all that kind of stuff. So that, I'm not worried at all. I mean, look what, you know, Caps before that last loss to Boston were what, won 16 out of 17? They're not mm-hmm. that much better than Boston. Boston's a damn good team. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean anything either. I mean, you know, you, you know, so you prepare for the, you know, your one game. I would like to see them not have to flip a switch in the playoffs come around because they did it last year. It didn't work. Oh, they played right. fine, but, you know, hey, you go to seven games, you're going to lose, and that's, that's going to happen. I'm not worried, but I, also this is, this is probably the worst stretch these last, what, five or six games they've had all season. We still only have seven regulation losses. Um, you know, you'd like, you'd like to see them do better, but, again, these are the doldrums. They, they finally had a sort of a little bit of a break in their schedule. They played, what, three games over ten days in, some, in one stretch. Yep. They just, the rhythm's not there. The holidays are here. Yeah, they're four, know, and three, four and three in the last yeah. seven. Mm-hmm. That's got to be their worst yep. stretch of the season. Uh, except for maybe the first four games or something like that, but well, I mean, I I would just like to see, especially against Columbus, since they since they played so shitty, they just have a little bit of pride and say, you know, whereas this one, I probably would look over, but we got something to prove against these guys. You, you know? go out and lose seven to three to Columbus, you know, tomorrow. I'm not going to be happy about that. I'm gonna be no, happy. no, no, no. And that's why I think the style of play needs to to kind of go to the forefront right now. Again, we've banked points. <laughs> Twenty six regulation wins before the first of the year is pretty phenomenal um we are sitting in in really good position but how we're playing how the synergy is working are they are they playing the style that they want to are they you know their pk has been really really good the last couple months um power plays equally as bad correct power play has been terrible if i had to pick one i'd i'd rather the pk be really really good and and your power play struggle this time of the year, well, especially. Which teams uh, like damn penalties they've been taking? Well, they've been taking a ton. That's their that's that yeah. needs to improve because that's bad. They take so many penalties. They man. do, and and, and I'm kind of on the fence on this. I'm glad you brought this up, Jerry, because you know I was watching the Boston game, and the first three penalties that the Caps took, I was kind of like, they're just working harder, and we got called for you know just doing something maybe a little bit wrong. I don't mind those penalties. Now, in that game, I think they evened themselves out. I think Boston got got knocked a couple times in the second period, and I thought those were eh, questionable calls. But if we're working hard, if we're skating well, if the pace is good, and I go back to when we did our preview back in early September, they have to play with pace because when they do, they are almost unstoppable. Kuzi's been kind of shitty in the past month, hasn't he? I mean, I think Eller's been playing a lot better than he has. Well, Kuzi's kind of been his typical self. He'll have two or three games – where he looks like he could be the best player in the league, and then two or three games where you forgot that he played. And again, it's it's consistency with everybody, and he's he's probably the biggest culprit of being inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, you don't see that out of Ovi. Ovi's out there, you know. Ovi's just still, old and slow and plotting, and but you know, and still scores as much as almost anybody. In the Absolutely league. scores as much, and against Boston, what do you have? Four hits in the first period alone. I mean, I mean he's, he's just, running around. He's yeah. a generational talent. Oh I mean, yeah, you know he's incredible. You expect him right to when be, he loses a step, the rest of the league can finally catch back up to right. him. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I'm with it, you. You know, he's not the problem. Um, no, no, but you you bring up Kuzi, and you're 100 percent right. He's one of those game changers because. When he plays in that top echelon of centers in the NHL, our team is completely different. When he plays, you know, very stagnant, average hockey, we're just a decent team, you know. Um, and he's one of those guys that can flip the switch for our team. Sam Sonoff, Holtby, you think this back-to-back, so Friday, Saturday, Columbus, and then mm-hmm. at Carolina, you expect Holtby yeah, to get that? Yeah, they'll split the, the yeah. you know the back-to-backs, especially because Holtby was so – Blah in the first period the other night. And I expect Holtby at home is my initial guess. Agreed. Oh, and then Samson off. In yeah. Let me Carolina. ask you real quick, Jeremy, because you're you're good on this. 
hockey's brutal when you're a goalie because, I mean, you're left out to dry even on the most mundane plays. So when it goes in, everybody looks at the last guy. You know, you can't be expected to make saves that are, you know, like superhuman. But when your team is struggling a little bit and when you're not getting the puck luck on the other end, every once in a while you have to come up with a save. Was there anything in the first period you thought he could have done the other night? I don't think so, but no, and your, your point's right, though. I mean, if you make one of those, you'd like to think that would make the difference. But right. the problem is when you're giving away five golden opportunities in a period, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? I know. And it's it stinks and because you know, what Samsonov only had three or four saves himself. They just didn't get any shots after that. No. You know? No, they had one and, shot in the second, and yeah. it was a goal because it was a breakaway. And, right. Yeah. And to me, it's obvious you know, the coaching staff didn't think it was a problem because they would have pulled him after the third or after the fourth. They waited until after the, the period. So that, that wasn't a hope that you stink. That was a team you stink. Yeah. Goal. Yeah, I thought so too. No, I was glad to hear you say that because I think you probably have a good pulse on – I think I'm a little harsher on the goalies. Um, if I want to parse it a little bit, I thought the second goal, the Marshawn goal, um, he made the first save, and then he completely overslid well outside of his crease and created room for Marshawn to get the rebound in. Yeah. I was kind of like, make the first save and then button up in your butterfly. Like, what yeah. the fuck well, are you doing? I mean, Why are you making that push? He was B, B Holpe, not A Holpe. There's yeah. no question yeah, yeah, about yeah. that. And that's, that's kind of your point. Is if he's A, as they still lose the game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. Difference, but it looks better. So. so I had this convo with a buddy of mine, and he was like, all right, so Boston, Washington, that game, um, he's, he's a Flyers fan, uh, so Jerry hates him Asshole. automatically. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I hope he has flat tires. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, um, so he said, so Boston, Washington, he goes, that's, that's the preview of the conference finals. He goes, those two teams are so far and away better than everybody else. I said, I would agree with you, but – Gun to my head right now, Holpe and Rask, don't scare me. If I'm a fan of their teams, if I'm a Boston fan, I don't know that Rask has it in his arsenal to steal a series anymore. Does Holpe? I don't know. I, mean, I think they both do. I you think so? Think okay. Top five or six so. in the league. Okay. All right. I, I, contract year aside, I would expect Holpe to be a monster in the playoffs. I would hope so too. But but those two guys, they've been there. They got a lot of miles on those tires. And when's the trade deadline? Probably mid-February. Yeah, I was going to say February, like 20th. Is there any rumblings about what the Caps can do? I mean, they're up against it with the Caps. They are. So I I don't think, unless somebody gets hurt, I don't see anything. Yeah, I've not heard anything concrete. And, and, you know, obviously a a team that's that's run by (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy had to exit again. He always <laughs> leaves. Like I think he's choking. <laughs> so, uh, no stroke, um, no stroke <laughs> So, I don't think when you're dealing with a team like the Caps that has McClellan pulling the strings, you're not really going to know much until it comes down to it. He keeps everything so close to the vest. I'm not, you know? I'm not even. I don't know what you do though. I don't know what I, you do I, either. Maybe, but maybe a defenseman. If yeah. someone, if someone out, and we've talked about this with Holpe. If one of his hometown teams, a la Calgary or Edmonton, is making a push and they go, we need a legit 1A goalie and we think we can do this thing, and we're going to give you a young stud, first-round pick, this guy, this guy, and the Caps go, you know what? We've got Samsonov and Copley to go into the playoffs. If they think they're good with that, might not be the craziest that thing would, in the world. That would be ballsy upon ballsy. It would be ballsy upon ballsy when you're a cup contender. Agreed. But if you don't think you have Holpe next year, and you think Samsonov can catch lightning oh, I, in a I bottle, got it. I, yeah. I, I mean, again, this is complete speculation. Yeah. Absolutely zero fucking data behind it. I Just think there's about zero percent chance it happens, only because the kind of offer it would take to get Holpe, you know, away from the Caps. 
you know, the teams, they're going to have to have, it's almost going to be a sign and trade kind of thing. I know that doesn't really happen in hockey, but because why would a team give up that much for a guy that could leave after the season? So, you know, unless they you know, knew that, yeah. but that's just it. Unless they're willing to give him eight, nine, ten yeah. on the open market next year. Yeah. If if Calgary goes into the next offseason going, you know, Bobrovsky's deal—that's the new trademark for goalies. And, and ten by eight, correct. Done. And we believe that Holpe, or you know, can get ten, and we, we're going to get him. Oh, be ten by seven, I guess. You know, we're, we're going to pull the trigger now. You know, and they could they could do away with a stud D-man or, you know, a second-line winger or somebody yeah. that could help us. I, yeah, again, no drill or yeah, right. Um, no, again, completely no basis for that. I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe um, a 5% chance, right? Yeah, just, yeah, barely. Um, but gives us something to talk about and something to think about because I'd be shocked if Holtby was a cap next no, year. I think there's almost shocked. no way. Yeah, no way. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your prediction for the next four? I know they're playing. Besides Columbus. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention. <laughs> Columbus, Carolina, Carolina twice. Right. Okay. And the Islanders. Islanders in there. Okay. Um, two, one, and one. Boom. I'm with him. Three, three, three oh, and one. And if, and with, if, the, with the tie in Carolina. And if, and if Jerry has shown us anything, he has predicted the caps way better than we have this yeah, year. Yeah. Jerry's been right on point. Motherfucker. Yeah, they'll probably be 0, <laughs> 0, 3 and 1. God, I hope not. Well, I hope you don't uh, over-exaggerate like you did with your boy uh, Sean at Appalachian State. Yeah. yeah. I thought my boy Sean was getting fired after yeah. the first did quarter. You let him know that people that don't even know him have more faith in him than, than his boy? Well, I, I told him. I said, I thought you were going to get fired at halftime. <laughs> yeah, I, I tuned in, and I was like, huh, they're winning. Huh, they're the better team. Huh, now they're dominating. <laughs> I yeah, look they, back at our they, text. Yeah, they, uh, I, mean, I was surprised because, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm excited to watch it. It's my boy, you know, and Holly and I are watching. And that first two drives, they just take it down like, this guy's a fucking terrible coach. <laughs> <laughs> the knee jerk reaction yeah. from the couch is my then favorite. I look up, oh, then shit. I look up, it's 14 10 at halftime. I'm like, all right, they sort of settled down. And then the second half, they just, oh, they took just over. completely dominated. So, hey, shout out to Sean, Jerry's boy, Appalachian State. Yeah. Let's go. Sean, I have more faith in you than Jerry does. <laughs> Without and question. he kept his recruiting class together. That's so impressive. That no one left. That's so, impressive, man. So he's, he's That's a good win for them. Yeah. They're so fucking ranked, man. They're good for them, top dude. Top 20, yeah. Hell yeah. And they've got seven, 15 stars coming back next year. Whew. That's some good shit right there. They're the real Mountaineers. <laughs> yeah, really. So let's take good call, good call. Let's take our attention over to uh, the gridiron on the NFL level. And let's talk some Ravens real quick. It was pretty much it's RG3 time this week, boys. So I predict right now he plays well. Well, so he's going to start, right? He's going to start. Okay. Yeah, Lamar's out. Correct. The Ravens have yeah. like, you know, 10 starters just yeah, resting. Yeah. Right. And then they get, you know, it's the old, are they going to be rusty? Uh, that was going to be my question for you. So I think you you have to rest your starters. Have to. You, yeah, you have to. Yeah. I'd rather be rusty than injured. Completely agree. Because if you're rusty, that was in your control. You could try and do some things to get your guys well-tuned and ready to rock and roll. If you're injured, it's because you're an asshole and you played a guy when you shouldn't have. Well, I mean, being rusty for Lamar Jackson, it's not like he's ultra-accurate anyway. You know, I mean, he runs the ball, right? He does. So you don't get rusty running the ball. He can do that in a whim. But what he what he might not be able to do is – and I don't know what defensive coordinators are doing when they play the Ravens because I would put like seven guys on Mark Andrews mm-hmm. and make someone else catch the ball. Dude, you said it a couple weeks ago. I've really watched 
you know, with a you know a, a keen eye the last couple of weeks, he literally looks for Andrews every, every single time. play, right down the middle. And Andrews is open every play. Yeah, it's usually that sidearm, like eight, yes. eight yard pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he kind of looks wide, you know, looks to Hollywood or somebody else, looks over to uh, you know, dude with the long hair, yeah. you know, whatever that guy's name is, Aiden Hurst. <laughs> No. no. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Sneed. Uh, Sneed. Yeah, yeah, he looks Sneed. over to Sneed, and then he comes back to Andrews, and Andrews is wide fucking open well, that's, every time. That's his That's his security blanket. It's man. amazing. Yeah. It's, it must be something that they do the way they have a formation where the look is to the defense. It looks exactly like that RPO. Right. And then at the last minute, he steps back and throws it over the middle. It must be. Um, but that, that's why I give tons of props to their coaching staff for oh, – yeah. I mean, throwing out the looks and everything else because those defenses look like they are on their heels. And these are legit NFL coordinators that know exactly what they're getting, and, and they still can't stop it. Well, the Ravens are going to be tough to beat. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to get they're going to get home field throughout, and they're going to be rested. Mm-hmm. So that is, uh, is it's pretty impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. But, was, I, but I, I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh with RG3. I just, I just – he's been not playing for so long – and this is his one chance with that ego of his. Sure. In the RPO college mm-hmm. system that he ran. That's that he right. can do. Um, I think he's going to be pretty good. So he's either going to be awesome, they're going to go on and win the game or, or play really well, or he's going to, like, break his leg, well, you know, the, third yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna, he'll throw the ball, like, 12 times. Right? <laughs> That's all he's going to do because they're going to run that RPO stuff. Just like, Wouldn't that be great if he went, like, 28 for 30 for 350 and three I mean, touches? I expect, <laughs> him, I expect him to have really good stats. I mean, we forget how good RG3 was. I don't forget. Dude, that year was magical. Yeah. His, his problem is, is he can do everything Lamar can do, maybe not as fast, except he can't do it consistently because he's going to get hurt. Right. So um, – you know, he would get hurt every third game if he was forced to play all the time. Mm-hmm. So, no, I but agree. But I expect him. He's had all two years to learn the system. I'm sure he didn't get a lot of doesn't get a lot of reps, but now he's getting reps. I expect him to play well. I do too. I do too. No, that's gonna be. I think it's actually it adds a little bit of intrigue to the last you know meaningless game of the season. Unlike our other semi favorite team, who not only has nothing to play for, they don't have the guys they want to be playing playing because everybody's fucking hurt. So. so let's move it on down the beltway to uh, the the Burgundy and Golden to the Redskins. I think it was absolutely a perfect game on Sunday. You got Haskins in; he looked really good. He second, looked really good. Second week in the row, second week in a row, he gets in, um, looking really good. You've seen enough to where okay, he's not going to be a bust. Not you know, we don't think he's going to be a bust. You've seen enough to where you can work with him. The rookie wide receivers are playing well. Yep. Um, your defense is dreadful. Your defensive so coordinator bad. is dreadful. So bad. Um, and you know, in the NFL, the old adage is: is you can every every defensive coordinator in the NFL can stop one person. Okay, they can. But they couldn't stop. They they were trying to stop Saquon Barkley, and they just couldn't stop. Him. Nope. And it's not like the Giants have a great offensive line. So, but they got the loss when they needed it. Yep. And now, if they my need- favorite text of the week was, <laughs> "Let them score." <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I would, <laughs> I. I'm happy he didn't go for two because there was a pretty good chance they would have gotten it. And I was praying they went for two because yeah. I knew they wouldn't get it. When <laughs> when the Redskins when the Redskins were on the marching down, I was like, throw the ball backwards. I mean, just <laughs> you know, get down there and let it go. <laughs> but th- what what scares you a little bit about the Redskins winning is that Callahan and uh, you know the quarterback. I don't know which one's going to play. I guess it's Keenum. I think Keenum. Um, yeah, they have no future here. 
So they right. don't give a shit about the big picture. Hmm. You know, if you're Bill Callahan, you're just trying to win games, man. This is, might be the last game you ever coach as a head coach. So you're yeah. going to try to win. So that yeah. scares me. It hasn't worked bit. so far. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> they played better than they, under Callahan than yeah. they did under Jack. No, yeah. I, I will give Callahan a ton of credit for <clears throat> bringing some semblance of organization and accountability to a pro team. I mean, bare bones, he was basically like, you're going to do exactly what we say, how we say it, whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> that means you won't play or you will play, and you'll play as hard as you can. Right. And they played hard, and they played way more competitively. He is the most boring motherfucker I have ever heard oh, in my life. I, I, I can't even For the love him. of God, please don't hire him as the head coach. Oh, there's no chance. Yes. I, there's no chance. Dude, if Bruce Allen stays somehow. There's, there's no chance he's going to stay either. Uh, in, in, in the Jerry, I world. sincerely, I'm, I'm making prayer hands right now. I hope you are right nah. because that is like my worst nightmare. No. I mean, I, I can't yeah. see. I can't see how there's I, any there's, way that happens. I, no way. I, not, I don't think so either. He's not but even again, been around. Lately, I'm not even sure he goes to the games anymore. Who's that, Bruce Allen? Bruce Allen. I mean, he's not. There. Is he still with us? Does anybody know? I mean, I don't want to say anything mean, but I kind of hope not. Oh, <laughs> but, but I, but I think I don't want to say anything mean. I don't want to say anything. And, mean, and I get but. shit for a flat tire comment. Really. <laughs> well, um, I just mean with us, like in the same you know country. He can go. He can live somewhere else. Um, oh fuck! No, but I, you know, good point about Callahan bringing some discipline, and that is you know, actually I like Jay. I think he is a, a a better coach than he showed here. I think he's better than Callahan. But the thing with him is he always thought, if you're a pro, you can be a pro. You don't need my help to be a pro. I'll make you a better pro, but I don't, you don't need my help to be a pro. And that's apparently doesn't work. At least it didn't work with this this team. He let them slide, and they they slid. Yeah. He just he never he always said that. He said that's not my job. If you're here, you're a pro, or you should be a pro. I don't have to do that for you. I'm, I scheme it up. I make you better. I don't have to make you a pro, and that just didn't work with them. I mean, these guys suck. That's all I really can say. Well, in my view, it will be a successful um, offseason for the Redskins if they hire a team president who has enough balls to separate the coach and the players from Dan Snyder. You have to have somebody who will say, Fuck you, Dan Snyder. Go back in your office. Yes. This is my job. Go back right. on your ship. Don't talk to my coaches. Don't talk to my players. Just let me do my job or fire me immediately. Does that person exist? Urban Meyer. Okay. And He's, I stand by what we said. I think Meyer's the front office guy, not the coach. Yeah. Rumors I've heard today is coach, but you know those are, they are just rumors. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was some tweet out there, some jackass I never heard of, but he said that yeah. Dan – from the Bahamas has has sent down the decree Monday morning. Everybody's gone. Urban Urban is in as the coach. That's what that's the rumor. I mean, I th- I think you need. I would prefer what you said. I'd prefer him as a like an architect general yes, manager. Yes, completely just because, agree. Just completely because, agree. You know, you're gonna you need somebody who just breaks the trend, and the people, the people, the the fans can rally around. And actually believe, not even some illusion. I mean, not not some former Redskin great that comes back and you know that that those days are done. You need somebody who actually people will believe will be independent from Dan Snyder and has enough ego to basically tell him, "You've ruined the situation. I'm here to fix the situation. Go away." Right. That's what you need. If you don't get that person. I don't care anything about it because nothing's going to work. Completely agree. And 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 then you can get that person to say to the head coach they fire or hire, mm-hmm. fire, they hire, say, you're my guy. 
Mm-hmm. You talk only to me. Right. And we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. This guy cuts the checks. We'll consult him like we do with everybody, right? Right. But when it comes to decision-making, you and I are doing this. And right. I, Basically I, tell I'm him. buffer. Right. Ask for permission, not forgiveness, you know? Right. Be like, hey, you know, here's the deal. <laughs> we are going to sign the following players. It's under the cap. Get the fuck out of here. Right. You know, don't well, go out and do it and then go, oh, Danny boy, we, we, we thought we would do this and we're the most get your con- blessing after the fact. The most concerning thing from Sunday is not that uh, Haskins got hurt. It's the fact that Dan Snyder was down there telling him not to go back in the game. <laughs> like, No, you're right. Yeah. Stop well, talking to the quarterback. He has dude. to be that level removed. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, I hate and, Snyder. I think he's a piece of shit. But it sounds like what really happened was the doctor said, Dwayne, you're not going back in. And all Dan said is, listen to the doctors. Right. That's it. Because the first reports were different. Right. The but problem is, is that Dan Snyder gets the benefit of no doubt. Yep. Right? Once you yep. hear the scenario, you're like, he's you meddling again. Joe, you're right. Snyder, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Just. Cheers to that. The, the, the best move he could. And I never understood this. And I never, and I never will. And happy Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Snyder. You don't Kiss ha- your ass. You Kiss his ha- ass. You don't have to market. <laughs> The Redskins don't have to market, and they don't have to make marketing personnel decisions if they win. This town is a football town. Yes. If you win, you could have the most boring team in the world, Correct. and you're still going to... Dude, if we win 6-3, to three, 10 weeks in a row... 10 weeks they, in a row. Are just, you kidding me? They will put down like palm branches yes. <laughs> you know, as I you mean, walk by if, if you're a Redskins. If this team made you know? it to the NFC Championship with the worst offense in the league... Oh. The FedEx field would be would be sold out every freaking weekend. You couldn't get tickets. And talk radio all week all would be, week, how, oh, great, how yeah. great is the defense? Yep. This is how you win football games. That's correct. Exactly right. Um, but aside from the fact that um, Callahan is the most boring man in history and Jay is no longer with us on this squad um, and the fact that Dan Snyder still employs Bruce Allen, which is hopefully a short-term endeavor. Yeah, I think that's done on, on Sunday. I can guarantee you none of those people look as dumb as Jason Garrett. Dude, watching him on the like sidelines. traffic cop, I'm telling Holy you. shit, what a fucking moron. Like, <laughs> that guy. He's the clapper. He is the worst. I used to think he was like a decent coach. I watched him for the better part of that Eagles-Cowboys game. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on with his own team. He doesn't know what play is being run. He has no idea what personnel group is in, what down it is. At one point, he actually tried to call a timeout. It was only second down. He thought it was like third and 10, and it was like second and eight. And an assistant came over and grabbed his arm and pulled it down. and said, no, no, don't call the timeout or whatever. And he's standing there with that dumb look on his face, and I'm going, even a team with a completely inept coach is this close to making the playoffs. Well, the if you're a Cowboys fan... And far be it from anybody to be worried about what the Redskins fans think, right? But well, if, if, interrupt real quick here, Jerry. I think Jason Garrett is to the NFL coach as Todd is to a beer pourer, based yeah. on the evidence I just saw. I don't, I don't know. They're, 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 these, hey, I didn't pour that one. Are, these cans yeah. are faulty. So is, what the hell's going on over actually, the Benedict beer, House where you guys beer can't instead pour of shit. foam? Fuck off, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy's an asshole. Let, yeah, the, yes, let yeah. that be on the record. Yes, <laughs> um, is charged. Here, here's what here's what's scary as the as a as a uh, cowboy fan. They may go eight and eight, seven nine, nine whatever, whatever their record's going to be. They got to pay Dak Prescott thirty five million dollars. They already have Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. If they get Cooper two, which is they say they're going to do, that well, they say they're going to do it. That's seventy percent you- of basically your cap. And I, I, and you you had all those guys. And I know. You won seven games. I know. 
So, I, dude, preaching to the choir. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, there are plenty of teams out there that are just as bad in terms of their long-term approach as the Redskins are. The optics currently are better because they're better teams based on the standings. Oh, sure. You know? I mean, yeah, red, but, but the Redskins have upside now. I agree with you. They have upside. And, and I never thought I'd be saying the that Giants five, six, upside. seven weeks ago. The yeah. Giants have upside? Completely agree with you. I don't you know, know if Philly has upside. <sighs> Philly, I think, is pretty well run, though. The, yeah. the, the the lorries tend to do a pretty good job. They're like the uh, they're like the learners, a um, little bit tight on the purse strings, but they know who to put in charge and when. And they you know <clears throat> they let the coaches, they let the players kind of run with it a little bit. Um, so if I'm the Redskins, going back to personnel, I let every veteran go. Me too. There's there's no one worth saving. Of course. I mean, maybe that's drastic, but Trent Williams, I'm trading him. I assume Cleveland will still want an offensive tackle, um, and maybe you can't get – I mean, certainly not, I don't think you're going to a first-round pick, but if you can get a couple, it's like a second and a third. Sure. Or somebody like that, I would – I mean, you know me. I've been preaching this. I'd be talking to the Ravens, see if they want to get rid of one of their tight ends. Uh, I'd assume it would be Hurst because mm-hmm. um, the Redskins are one tight end away from being pretty dynamic. Dude, their offense could you be know? really good. But here's the problem, right? Guys, what is he? They need a, they need another running back. Bryce he's Love. In, but they got Bryce Love. <laughs> yeah, but they but he's injury prone too. Correct. They need to draft somebody. That's my point. Yeah. They need like so when teams load up on draft picks, sometimes they get, you know, a dozen draft picks between like the the 4th and 6th rounds and they just load up. We need like 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, the 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 Skins need I say we. Um, and, what an asshole yeah, I am. The skins and and they need bulk uh, linemen and secondary. And I, I I assume that Eric Flowers, to, to their credit, man, that guy Dude, has that been guy's, a solid guard. He's been really really good. And Will, I think, will be a solid guard. God bless Wes Martin. Wes Martin, Will, Will Martin, <laughs> Wes Martin, his, his brother Will, yeah. <laughs> um, his other brother Will. It, it's it's. I think other Jared, brother. I think Jaron Christian has been a terrible pick. He sucks. <laughs> Um, I don't think he's going to be able to sustain anything. I, think I don't Morgan, think so either. I think Morgan, but, Mo, Morgan Moses is the worst offensive stack in the league. Well, he is, He's awful. Well, you said weeks ago that he was going to lead the league in holding calls. He's, I don't know the stats, but he's pretty goddamn he close. He sucks. I mean, he's you know. terrible. So, nice guy. But, so, but those, those, except with the UVA, that's not good. <laughs> and so I think if you can get a second, a third for Trent, take it. You know, maybe, maybe a little God, bit. God, what a far cry. What a far cry. Everybody Months ago, said, we were like, number one or else. Well, no, no, nobody gave a one. I know. Everybody said I Cleveland know. gave a one. No, they didn't. No, nobody didn't gave a one. one. Fuck. Well, you know, we did say. We were, I, I said not to trade him if you didn't get a one. Well, we were trying to you be did. positive. You. You, know, the, you know, the Redskins didn't fuck that up yet. Well, I think we're past that point. I think they. I don't know if they fucked it up. We'll see what they get. I mean, we'll see what they get coming into the draft this that's year. That's true. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But either way, they are nothing less than depressing, um, underachieving, and without wholesale changes from the top down, we get much of the same. If so, they can get a strong personnel guy to run the ship, then they can get a stronger coach than they're thought to get, and then they can get a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. If Urban Meyer comes here, he'll have a stroke in three years. <laughs> if he co- if you know, if he coaches, I, I think if I already he coaches, said that. Yeah. I'm worried he's going to die on the sideline if he coaches. Yeah. I, really I, I am very, dude, I'm very worried about his coaching. That dude health. is a complete asshole, and that's exactly the kind of coach you need. 
Yeah. You need somebody who's so freaking arrogant. And I don't know. I mean, I just assume that any coach they hire without doing it the way I suggest is going to suck just because it's the Redskins. You know, it's the Redskins. But, but Chase Young, man. Dude, that's the fucking guy. lose to get that dude. When we lost to the Giants, I rejoiced. Oh, I was and so I was happy. Like, there is better. still a chance for Chase Young. And I was like, thank God the Haskins injury isn't that bad. You know? Right, yeah. I mean, he played great. Yeah, he played awesome. And when he went out, I was like, oh, fuck. What was this? But sounds like... Is there like, a worse fucking defensive coordinator than Greg Minuski? Oh, mean, what dude. the fuck? Did he just plays his I, base I would shit probably off. be worse, but... I mean, he just plays his <laughs> I, base I don't shit think so. I, I'm pretty sure Jeremy would research, like, his Tecmo Bowl defenses. But oh, yeah. do, we see, do we see a ton <laughs> of, like... Do, do we see a ton of, like, creativity? No. Like, corner blitzes and... and oh, oh, we shit. see no. zero And you know why? Know what the fuck because creativity is. all the pundits will say, oh, they don't have the talent. They can't run this scheme or that scheme. They don't have the tools either. <laughs> the tools, you know, the talent. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. Uh. Yeah, but I, it's it's time, and and I think pink slips. Uh, what time's the game over? Seven thirty. It's seven thirty-five. Oh yeah, that's right. We have the late game, right? Yeah. Oh, we got flexed, boys. Yeah, we should. I don't even. Know <laughs> we got it. flexed. Jesus Christ! I, I I'd almost just forfeit. Fuck it. I mean. <laughs> Like Pee Wee style. I couldn't give a shit if they wave the white flag. If they win, that will be the worst day in Redskins history in a fucking decade. Because that means we're going to get some shitty offensive tackle. Now, if they win, Doc Walker is going to do like cartwheels through through Dupont Circle and be so excited. Uh, Fuck that. Fred Smoot is he's you got to lose, got to lose for I know. I'm with him, man. I know. It's funny because he's he's looked down upon by some of his. uh, you know, some of his on-air personalities. They're uh, like, I can't fuck. believe he's saying this. And he's like, dude. Oh, what he, difference to make we win games? We don't need to win no games. He's like, Come on. am I the only one looking at this? He's like, look at the standings. He's like, lose, lose, lose. That's the only way you can yeah. get better. Yep. I, I'm, I'm with you. So let's go, Redskins. Keep fucking it up. Don't screw it up by winning. A meaningless game. Let's do it. Let's do it, boys. So speaking of losing, let's move on to our Terps basketball team, which went from number three in the country down to number 13, Speaking of cruises, the Terps basketball team is the Titanic. It's going to fucking sink. All right. They suck, dude. Turgeon's a shitty fucking coach, man. All right. They don't suck. Turgeon may or may not be a shitty coach. Let's debate, but let's do it logically. Because that's what we do here. <laughs> Jerry, you can take a break if you'd like. <laughs> uh, so here's the deal. I warned you guys before the Penn State game. I said I did not feel good about that game. Mm-hmm. We lost. I said last week I didn't feel good about Seton Hall. We lost. Didn't think we were going to lose in that fashion. That game, by the way, was one of the worst college basketball games I've seen in a long time. If you weren't a fan of those two teams and you tuned in, you turned that game off immediately. Absolutely. You know, I kept thinking of it during the game. You know, I criticized. I think it was Syracuse-Georgetown a few years ago. Yeah. The 37-36. Right. Well, this game was one of the worst games I've ever seen. But just think how much better it was than that pile of garbage. <laughs> that's just that's what made me feel a little bit better That's a about decent it. perspective there, Jeremy. Over, under, nine losses. At this point, I'm going... Under. Under? Over. I still think it's under, but... <clears throat> Here's the problem. Here's good news. Cam Atkins is out tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cap, cap killer. Cap killer, man. Um, so here's the deal with the Terps. This is the deepest, most talented team that Turgeon has ever had. It is by far the most highly acclaimed as far as 
prospects go with NBA potential. He's been here now for what, 10? Nine or 10 years, yeah. Nine or 10 years. And they cannot run a play out of a timeout. They cannot put together a decent road game when they are the favorite over and over and over again. And I am a... 48 fucking points. I'm with you. So Turgeon has consistently been a great recruiter. To this point, squeaky clean program for the most part. You know, a few little indiscretions on the side, but nothing like the big dogs, right? So he's been safe. He's been clean. Top recruiter. We're an NCAA tournament team, and yet I am left wanting more. Why? Because his in-game coaching leaves me scratching my head going, what the fuck are you doing? Are you talking basketball or STDs? What's going on here? He's Jesus a, Christ. He's a career underachiever. Dude, they can't run a play off of a timeout to save their goddamn lives. It is so fucking frustrating. Yeah, I mean, that bothers me a little bit. but Oh, it bothers me a ton. Because here's the deal, Jeremy. Five years ago, he threw his hands in the air and said, these assholes don't listen to me. And then two more recruiting classes later, they still do the same thing. Well, if you listen to Cowan's comments, he's basically completely agreeing with Turch. He's like, I don't know what the hell we're doing out there. Well, then fucking do something different, for Christ's sake. But, I mean, I think think we way overplay that issue because there's other things going on that magnify that. I mean, this is the worst game this team has played all season by a long shot. Well, there's only 10 games in, man. But they're only one (laughs) shot away from winning that game. They hit one three-pointer any point in that game that they missed, they probably win that game. Yes, but they probably uh, should win that, that game about, by 20 of course, points. You can no, say that about any fucking yeah. game. Yeah. And no, if we, no, if we no, scored no, those right. five points in no, a row, we no, would have won. The only reason that game was close is because they play defense better than any Turgeon team has played defense. And, so I will give them that. Yeah. And that part you love, but what I... Without what, question. So, you know, well, I guess the thing is the, the inbound plays don't bother me because what bothers me is the stuff in-game. Why are you driving and getting blocked 15 times? Do something different. What bothers me is this consecutive... Slow starts every fucking game, and that's where I'm at too. When you're down sixteen to two or twenty to four to a shitty fucking team, I mean, this is this 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 isn't the first time this has happened. This is the third straight game game. they started off slow. They've played like dog shit, and they've lost two of them. They should have lost to Illinois. How fucking crazy would I be if they lost to Illinois, which they should have done? So they'll beat Bryant. It'll be lackluster, and then they got to play. Start the Big Ten. They got Indiana. All right, let's see how that goes. Iowa, Rutgers is garbage. Illinois at Illinois, Nebraska, Michigan State, Northwestern, and then they get Ohio State, which is a fucking juggernaut. Minnesota. Or a juggernaut, as LeBron would say. (laughs) Uh, Michigan State again, Rutgers, and then Michigan. See, so the big dogs actually don't worry me. I think that the Michigan, Michigan State – um, Ohio State games are all going to go down to the wire, and we're going to acquit ourselves fairly well. So if we play the big dogs six times, I think we go three and three or four and two. What I'm worried about is Illinois, Northwestern, Indiana, Indiana. Those games I'm worried about because if this team used the term disinterested with the Caps, and I think it's spot on, same way with the Terps. If they feel like they're the better team, they come out expecting to have a 15, 18-point lead, and then they're up by six at half. And that's just not good enough. And that's because coaching both the Caps and Maryland. 
Don't tie this together, Jerry, even though I it's, just did. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coaching. It's Todd Reardon is a average coach. Okay. And Turgeon is a average co- above average recruiter, below average floor general. He might be. He I mean, might I, be. You know, I, I don't think know. We're, well, for, we're also spoiled because we had Gary for so long. And Gary would have taken – well, he never would have gotten this talent because he wouldn't have put up with the bullshit it took to get it. But if he had it, they probably wouldn't lose any games. They probably wouldn't even be within 10 points or 20 points in most if of If they games. bought into him. Right. Um, but, no, I – you know, saying, oh, they have to lose a game is bullshit. I hate when people say that about undefeated teams. But this team, in to me, just from the comments I've read, you know, from Cowan, from Turds, they needed to take one of these terrible starts – one of these games where they can't do shit off the inbounds, where they don't make any adjustments. They needed to lose one of these games. And this that's if they don't, you know, reflect after that Seton Hall game and come back stronger. But didn't we say that against the who who they lose to before the Seton Hall? Penn State. Didn't we well, say yeah. that about Penn State? But I thought State? Penn State actually, you know, from what I did see, played pretty well. I just, know, Seton I Hall just, didn't. I just <laughs> think you're you're yeah, but the Seton bottom line Hall. is it's two games in a row Seton Hall. that you were underwhelming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Seton two Hall and row, Penn State are fringe tournament yeah, teams. Yes. They, they will have played two games in, what, like 25 days? That's I know, fucking I just, awful. I think Now they get I into every every three days they're playing. That's when we're going to see what they see, are. And, and I don't disagree with that, but right before that. that again this season. <clears> right before that, when they struggled uh, uh, against Illinois – Turgeon's whole thing was we played six games in the last 10 days. He goes, we haven't even had a chance to practice. We have like six plays right now. And then they go out and they lose to Penn State and Seton Hall. He's like, oh, yeah, we've had all this time, but, you know, they've had exams. We haven't had a chance and whatever. It's just excuse after excuse. He's just trying to protect his players. I know he is. I know he is. And look, I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good dude. I would not replace him in a heartbeat right now. You know, unless one of like the top five guys in the country came up, I, I would not replace him. Well, that's, well no, yeah. you can't replace him now. But no, in the no, offseason, no, in the offseason, that's guys. a great point, though. I mean, what? Because I look when I see the talent that this, you know, this team has. I want. I mean, this is to me. We said it. It's a Final Four team. That's the potential. You give yes. Huggins this team, you're going the you're going the Great Eight. Yeah. Well, if he can, you know, not die and Great Eight, Elite Eight, eight whatever you want to call whatever it, whatever you call it. <laughs> He, but, um, he he shits on Mark Turgeon, coaching wise. Well, I mean, shits himself. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can you can be a hater, dude, but your team is going down like the Titanic, and West Virginia has got a better record with terrible fucking talent. Now they may end up getting the shit kicked out, and they play Ohio State. Yeah, I'm sure they're nothing. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, in Maryland, maybe nothing too. That's that's what's frustrating. But I don't. What's, what's frustrating is Maryland's a name, and they are a second class program because their their coach is a second class coach. They just don't have that. <clears throat> I don't know. There's like this, you know, intrinsic, you know, greatness to to programs that just instill fear in you, right? When you go to Rupp Arena, when you go to Cameron, when you go to the Smith Center, you know, you're like, fuck, these are the big dogs right here. When you go to Xfinity Center, you're not like, oh, this is big, bad Maryland. You're like, huh, we can beat these guys. Used to. Yeah, used to be. Used to be. I think we are all holding on to a little bit of nostalgia. We're all hoping that this team can be as good as some of the better Gary teams, and maybe they just aren't. I don't this know. This is the best recruiting. Talent-wise, this is the best I've you, ever seen Maryland. If you Maryland. get an elite coach, Maryland becomes elite. Yeah, but who it's you, that who, simple. But who? But who? Calipari. 
Yeah, he's but, not leaving fucking Kentucky well, to you, come you here. Had, you asked. I mean, yeah, but no, you no, get no, no, like that. Yeah. And, and that's have, why I'm saying, unless yeah. the top five guys become available, what do you replace well, Turgeon First with? of all, Maryland doesn't have any money, so they're not going to be able to get anybody that's good. But it, it, So what is the alternative is the question. How about Bray? Get him out of Notre Dame. Blah. Meh. He's a, I mean, he, I, he's a good coach. He's I a mean, damn good coach. Um I mean that's that's who. Well, you know. Anyway, we know it's not going to happen in season. I mean, that's not no. even. It's hmm. not even. It's talk about zero percent chance. But so this we're what a third of the way. Th- excuse me, third of the way through it. Yep. Well, this you know we've said it before the season started. We probably didn't know we were going to be in exactly this position. We wouldn't probably didn't think we were going to start out eight or nine or know whatever it was. We didn't think we'd lose these games like we did. You know, let's. See, this is the season. We said it from the beginning. That hasn't changed. You know, we got twenty more games or whatever it is. We will know. We will know in March. I think the next four games. I mean, Bryant, they should handle. But the, when, once, yeah, forget that one. So talk the first four. Yeah, you know, four, first four ten, conference or games. Next four, right. ten games. Yeah, so. right. That, that, that that's going to yeah. tell where you are. If you, Absolutely. If you're one and three, it's a bad. It's it. it oh, and that's a disaster. If they're one and three in those in the next four uh, conference games, that that can't happen. See, I was thinking if they don't beat like Northwestern. And Indiana by double digits. I'm going to be pissed. But that's what I said about Seton Hall. I mean, Seton Hall. I know. God, they score 52 freaking points. I know. And, and, and Jeremy's dead seven. on. It, it, you know, Seton Hall didn't even play that well. They were no, without they were, their top two guys, they were, and they didn't they play that great. They don't. We were. Yeah. <clears throat> that was just a terrible college basketball game. Ugh. Well, we'll see. I mean, I expect them to come out and be down 20 to 10 to Bryant. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> then, surprise me. And then win by five. Start. Yeah. That would be more than five, I think. I think, I, I think they win that game by twenty plus going away. I, I would hope so. I would hope so too, um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, sticking in the college realm, let's move over real quick to our college football talk. So this weekend, this is it, boys. This is it, man. Top four play. Do we feel any differently? How are you guys feeling about I'm, the? Uh, I'm really excited to watch these games. Dude, I'm fired up. I man. think LSU controls Oklahoma, and I think Ohio State beats Clemson. But it that's going to be that could that, be an epic. That, that could be an epic game. It really to me, should. that game is a total coin flip. Which I one? Think so too. You know, which which Clem- one's first? Uh, the Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and I think Clemson. They're so unknown. You, I know. You just really don't know. To themselves, if, probably, too. Honestly, yeah. they just don't know. You, yeah. you, you just don't know how you stack up. I tend to think they're going to come out and be dynamic. I think they're going to give Ohio State everything they want, if not yep. win. Yep. But uh, I think the winner of that game wins a national championship. I think so, too. I think the only thing that worries me about the first game is the LSU running back is still not 100%. Correct. Yeah. Um, and overconfidence. I mean, correct. The, you know, the SEC, boy, those motherfuckers think they are the shit. Correct. The fans and the Bingo. The so they've emerged from clearly the best conference in the country year after year. They've beaten the likes of Alabama, Auburn, you know, Georgia, all those guys. And they emerge as the number one. What does that do? Burroughs got the Heisman now, he's got the clout. I mean, if they just keep rolling and play their game, they're fine. I said it last time. I think Orgeron is just a bumbling moron. I think his assistants do all the work, and I hope that those guys are well-prepared, they have the right game plan, and they come out and do their thing. Oklahoma needs to come out and be ahead by 10 points or more. Oklahoma needs to have the mindset. every possession. Correct. That's it. They need to literally go out. Lincoln Riley needs to say every single possession, we will score points. Yeah, because you you think of LSU being – 
you know, a uh, average offensive team because that's what they usually are and went on defense, but not this year, man. Nope. Those guys they could put up yeah. forty. Well, look at the Alabama game. That's what yeah. that's what they're going to have to. Oh deal yeah, with. Alabama gave them their best shot at home with Tua, yeah. put up forty two or whatever, Correct. and still got and they went to the well on every little trick, gimmick, everything, and LSU still outscored them. Yep. Yep. That's scary as shit because those guys have athletes, man. Oh, I mean, <laughs> whoever I mean, whoever plays LSU is let, let's say LSU and Ohio State get to the championship game. I would love that. By the way, you you got half the first round playing in that game. I know, isn't that amazing? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's those guys have so much talent. Incredible There's no parody in in college. No, world. not at all. Talent, speed, I, I mean, aggressiveness, like everything. Yeah. No, but I, I just think, I mean, I'm not going to go as far as saying, you know, the Ohio State-Clemson winner is going to win the championship, but I think you're going to see maybe the best final game we've seen. I think so, too. I, and I hope so. That's, that's what I, I – mean, I don't even know. I hope it's like I'm a USC-Texas back and, from and the I, early 2000s. And, I love, and I'm, yeah, I'm a Nick Saban like guy. I love Nick Saban, but I am happy to see somebody other than Alabama. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, well, just, they didn't deserve it this year. No, they no, just no, didn't. no, 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 no. They, they got beat, you know. Fair God, and square. Saban is such an asshole. What if he ended up at the skins? He he would <laughs> never wear. I mean, his head would explode. <laughs> Working for Dan Snyder? Are you kidding me? I would love to say that would never happen, but we got Snyder, so I'm not. That would say be that would hysterical. By the way, I, would, I assume I that the Redskins so back to the Redskins. I, they have a plan. I think Jeremy's right. I think that on on Sunday you start to see the dominoes fall. Is that the? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think you. I, th- I think Dan. Uh, you no, know. it's going to be Black Monday, is what they call it in the NFL. Well, it's, I think it's Sunday that Monday night, right after post game seven thirty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Po- pretty much. Yeah, po- post game Redskins is going to be entertaining because you're going to be having announcements coming. Yeah. Twitter's going to be on fire. I, I sincerely hope so because if not, I'm going to be so disappointed. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a, a clearing of everybody. Yeah. Doug Williams is gone. Bruce Allen's gone. Probably janitors. You know, everybody. <laughs> Like I said last time, I'm pretty sure Doug was gone like months ago. <laughs> He's and just if, in there. And if yeah. that happens, it's good because <laughs> that means that means they're bringing in someone big who's going to run the show. I hope so. You know? Sincerely hope so. I hope they keep the the college, uh, you know, scouting guys because those guys generally do a good job. Uh, they're doing fine. Yeah, I think yeah. AJ Smith's son, I think, runs that. I th- I yeah, like is it Kyle him. Smith? Is that the? Kyle Smith. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a good job. No, he's doing great. So, but. Uh, you clean house. Oh, we man. said something positive about the Redskins. Holy oh, shit. yay. Yes. Watch them win. I'll be so pissed. It's a Christmas miracle. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not going to win. They should lose by multiple scores. You know, Dallas hopefully. wins there in the playoffs? No, if Dallas wins and Philly and loses. Philly, loses. Okay. Philly plays the Giants. Yeah. Philly yeah. wins there. Daniel in. Jones will come out and throw five picks this time. God, I hope not. By the way, I finished third in the, uh, uh, the league. You did. I think I, I finished last. You did. You, you did not have a good year. Um, I won the uh, consolation bracket for what it's worth, and I had the top two scores in the last two weeks. Nice. But the only worth. reason I finished third was because I picked up Daniel Jones in the consolation round, yeah. and he had 55 points. Who won the league? Uh, Dave. Really? Yeah. Crafty. Springfield Adams. Yeah. He had Lamar. Uh, Fucking Kraft. Yeah, he had Lamar. I mean, Lo- Lamar was getting 50 for him every did he, week. Did he have the Ishmael brothers? <laughs> yeah, right. Ugh. So I think that wraps up our week, right? All right. Yeah, I think we're good. Fucking Turgeon. I guess he ain't coming on the show anytime soon. <clears throat> yeah, Turgeon's probably not coming on our podcast. I'd rather have the Turgeonite 
<laughs> and fucking Mark Turgeon. Dude, I'm telling you, those guys are the highlight of every game I go yeah. to. Make me laugh every single time. But in all honesty, I think the skins are trending upward. I think this offseason is going to be sincere upheaval, completely rearranging the furniture in a good way. They're going to get guys in place that know what they're doing. Um, I think, or, the, or at least we think they know what they're doing, which brings excitement. Correct. It's like a There's, dry dock. They're going to add the lime and coconut <laughs> to the pool deck. It'll be awesome. Yeah, right on. Right on. Um, <laughs> nice insider uh, cruise critic info there from Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Mitch will get that at least. Um, if he listens this long, and uh, I say that, but man, <laughs> Miami loses fourteen nothing, and maybe the worst bowl game ever played. God, so many of these gross. bowl games are unwatchable. Um, but again, we have the top four coming this Saturday in prime time. Let's fucking go! Yep, love All the right. way the college football playoff As did we that. Sign off. Tell me, tell me who your national champion is. Uh, it's going to be Ohio State. They are the most well-rounded. Most balanced team, Ohio State. I have Ohio State as well. How about you, Jay? You know what? I think Dabo's going to bring it home. Oh, Clemson again <laughs> from Jay. Fucking Dabo Sweeney. Dabo. Dabo Sweeney. Throw your hat down, Jay. Say, fuck you, Dabo. God damn it, Dabo. <laughs> Uh, so with that, we will sign off for another week, and we will see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed this holiday edition of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We will see you guys next week on the other side with some caps, some terps, and who knows what else. And we'll be breaking down the NFL playoffs. NFL playoffs, and I can guarantee you next week we will not be talking about the Wizards again. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. <man. laughs> they could leave Washington. I wouldn't even know for a month. <laughs> Yeah. Jer- uh, Jeremy, I, any parting words? Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> Don't I can't spill anything. We even talked about the NBA at all. Uh, so, peace. We will see you guys next week. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Wings, beers, and tears. Check us out. See you. Later. Merry New Year.